Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X. And modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, October 8th. The weekend is here. Gave out another winner. On the best bet here on Straight Fire, the Rams. Thank goodness Geno Smith had to come in. You knew it was locked up when Geno Smith had to come in when uh, Russell Wilson, what is that, a fractured finger? That was so disgusting. I'm eating dinner with my daughter. The wife got tickets to Dave Chappelle last night. So she went to the Hollywood Bowl to see Chappelle with some moms. And I'm eating dinner, takeout of course, with the daughter while the son's at soccer practice. And Russell Wilson shows like his gnarly finger on the screen. It's like, oh, no. You know, my daughter almost vomited. Just a bit of a nightmare in the McIntyre household. Nevertheless, very happy that the Rams delivered the victory. And I just want to point out a couple things. Number one, the Seattle Seahawks are in trouble, folks. This team just does not look very good. I know they took the early lead and people will say, oh, well, you know, they were still in it. They had a chance. If if Russell Wilson doesn't go down, you guys can make all the excuses you want. If Russ is going to be gone for any period of time, it's over. Okay. Next week, Steelers in primetime. I know the Steelers are not good. That being said, that game will be close because the Steelers play defense. And guess what? Their offense should mow through Seattle's really bad defense, which I'll get to in a sec. And then they get the Saints. And yes, then they have the Jaguars, but Packers, Cardinals. We're looking at a, what are they, two and three now? I don't know that they're going to be 500 when we get to uh, December. Honestly, this team is hurtling toward irrelevance. And you heard Jay Glazer on Fox before the game say, hey, the stunt Russ pulled, he's probably going to pull it again in the offseason. I'm not saying exactly that's not exactly what he said I'm paraphrasing but it, essentially yeah the same thing's probably going to play out once again with Russ and I think it's time now to talk about Jamal Adams the big story in Seattle I don't if you have a radio show in Seattle if you are talking Seahawks on radio television anything today this Jamal Adams disaster 
has to be your top story for the Seahawks. Because, folks, that was a close game in the third quarter. The Rams had a third and 10. I think the Rams were up 9-7. You know, crowd's loud. You get a stop here. You get the ball back. You're right back in the game. They throw a bomb to Deshaun Jackson. They have him with two guys on him. The cornerback leading him to the safety. Jamal Adams is a safety. And Jamal Adams had no friggin' clue where the ball was. Totally de-pantsed by Jackson. Picks up like 50 yards. Bing, bang, boom. I mean, they're in the red zone. And, of course, the play, a couple plays prior to that, Jamal Adams struggled against Daryl Henderson, the running back. Just totally hit the wrong gap got beat, ends up diving and missing the tackle. And then for the touchdown pass, who does Matt Stafford target? You guessed it, Jamal Adams in coverage. He is a nightmare. This is well chronicled. I'm not being a hater. I saw the guy on Twitter who said, I'm so negative and Rob is negative. We're not negative. This is reality. Jamal Adams stinks in coverage. The numbers were there last year. The Jets didn't want to pay him. Seattle decided, sure, we'll make him the highest paid safety in NFL history. And he can't defend anybody in coverage. That one of the funniest stats last year was something along the lines of J- Julian Edelman only had like three catches of over 20 yards all season. All of them came when Jamal Adams was in coverage. I'm t- the guy's not good in coverage. He's great inside the box, but you can't just play your safety inside the box, can you? And if you remember, there was a screen pass in the first half. When Stafford sees Adams lining up, he audibles to the blitz. So Jamal Adams comes bum-rushing in. You just dump it to the uh, over his head. Henderson on the uh, screen pass, and it goes for like 25 yards. Folks, the Jets won that deal, and it's not even close. They get Seattle's first-round pick. So, yes, I'm going to be anti-Seahawks this year. If the Jets can get two top-10 picks, you get one, you get the cornerback out of LSU, Stingley. Oh, would I love that. Jets need a cornerback badly. I know LSU stinks this year. Uh, We knew that was going to happen. But, and yeah, I knew that was going to happen. I said it on Cowherd's show when I picked UCLA to beat LSU in week one. Uh, So don't just, I'm not just throwing that out there. Like, we knew Ogeron was going to be in trouble. And it's not Stingley's fault. Stingley's a great, great cornerback. And then I don't know what you do with that other pick. I don't know that you need another playmaker. Probably go offensive line. But let's see how the offensive line shakes out when Becton's back. But bottom line, the Jets are sitting pretty thanks to the Jamal Adams trade. Seattle, much less pretty at 2-3. and three. A quick word on the Rams. Didn't love what I saw from Stafford, I'll say. I know he threw for 365, uh, and he uh, reconnected with Robert Woods. And by the way, if you follow me on Instagram, I gave out the Robert Woods over receptions, over 5.5. Easiest money I've won probably in a few, day, in a few days. He had, over, he had six receptions in the first half. So over five and a half cashed easily. 14 targets for Woods. Big time winner. And I I just, I didn't love the accuracy from Stafford on some passes that mattered. Cooper Cup bailed him out a, a couple times. And um, Stafford's got to be better. Uh, I think this is a Super Bowl team. They did not look Super Bowl-ish for much of that game. And now they cross the country uh, to play the uh, New York football Giants next week and a game that I will be definitely. So here's the here's the weird thing about gambling. If the Giants show well against the Cowboys Sunday, the number against the Rams will probably be lower because the Rams didn't look particularly good. People will be like, "Hey, the Giants are playing well. Look what they did to the Saints, and then they hung tough with the with the uh, Cowboys. The Giants are good, and we know the Giants stink at home. They're terrible at home." I think Stafford. And McVay can just go pound town on the Giants next week. So I will I will be looking to back the Rams the next couple weeks. Then they face the Lions and the Texans. So I'm just telling you right now, the LA Rams are about to get hot. At four and one, faced if having faced playoff teams from last year in the Bears and the Bucks and the Seahawks, three of their first five, and the Colts, four of their first five opponents were in the playoffs last year. Now I know things change and the Colts aren't good and the Bears aren't that good, but Bucks Cardinals are two tough opponents. If they beat the Giants, Lions, Texans in their next three, they'll go to seven and one and be right there with Arizona, looking for home home field advantage in the postseason. Because remember how valuable that buy is, guys. That is one hugely important thing. The buy this year, only one team gets it. Big time 
um, need to get that number one seed. And obviously that matters with the Chiefs and Bills, obviously, this weekend. Chiefs cannot lose that. They'll be, I think, three games back. No, two, two, two games back of the Bills, plus losing the tiebreaker if they go down this weekend in the race for home field advantage. Rob G., we haven't heard much from you this week. You got the busy schedule. You were at the Stabathon at SoFi. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I didn't even Google to see if anybody got injured. But um, I don't know how was how was the uh, how was the night of football? Even though the Raiders lost, uh, it was great. It was like a you know Raiders home game, which is always nice. You know, a lot of um, drunk, excitable fans in the building, which was great. Um, you know, wish my team would have showed up in the first half, but you know what can you do? Um, I will say, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that just because my team lost. So it's not as fun to relive as, as much as people might think it is. I'm glad that you made that point about Matthew Stafford because I was on Twitter after the game last night and I saw a lot of people sharing this nugget. Oh, you know, Matthew Stafford threw for 365 yards. He's now at, you know, the fourth most passing yards by any player in his first five games in, it, in any uh, team in NFL history. You know, he's off to this historic start. Now, look, I picked Matthew Stafford to win the MVP. I have the Rams winning the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, save for the Bucks game, hasn't really been all that impressive to me. You know, the the, the passes that he were, was hitting last night were a lot of the same ones that I saw Jared Goff hit. You know, but his mm-hmm. numbers got inflated because, you know, the Seahawks have the worst statistically defense, you know, on pace in NFL history. Uh, he underthrew Deshaun Jackson on that big t- uh, pass that you talked about where if he hits him in stride, maybe that's a 75-yard touchdown as opposed to a 60-yard gain or whatever it was. You know, Cooper Cup's making no-look catches. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Uh, you know, I, I think that he's good and their team's been good. And you mentioned they're they're on track to get to 7-1, and which would be great. But I, I, I haven't been as impressed with Matthew Stafford as I had hoped I would be. Can I challenge you on that? Sure. So Tom Brady went to Tampa last year, and I think his first five games, I know it was a little different with the COVID situation. However, new offense, new coach, it worked itself out. There were some hiccups in the first two months. Do we give Matthew Stafford the same pass that we kind of sort of gave Brady? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I don't want to come down on him, you know, because like I said, I picked him to win the MVP, so I'm happy that he's having the season that he's having. I just think that the hyperbole has gone a little bit too far, considering he was missing a lot of throws last night, and against Arizona, he just wasn't good at all. So I would like for there to be, you know, some honesty when it comes to these guys. I, like, don't just look at the raw numbers and say, hey, he's having this historically great start to the season when he's really not. That's fair. And uh, I'm I'm going to give Matthew Stafford the benefit of the doubt because, A, I'm a Stafford fan, B, because I have some Rams futures to win the Super Bowl, <laughs> and C, their defense also needs some time to sort itself out because this secondary outside of Ramsey has been suspect. I know they lost two guys in free agency to the Browns, but uh, they'll get it together. And guess what? These next three games, I think Stafford gets back on track and heads into Halloween, a hot quarterback, and I would not rule out. I know right now it's like a Dak Mahomes uh, Kyler, Josh Allen, MVP kind of race. And again, it's early. Four weeks in the books. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Matt Stafford will get back in that race over the next three weeks. You mark those words. All right, without further ado, let's get to our great guest today. He's at FanDuel, Director of Trading, John Sheeran. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tag Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, It'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who was on here last year. I did a TV show with him. I don't know, it feels like a long, long time ago. I think it was only like two or three years ago. John Sheeran, the director of trading at FanDuel. I mean, he's a big deal. John, how are you, man? Very good, Jason. How are you? I, I love having you on because obviously you bring you raise the culture level here with the cool accent. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, listen, you're looking at lines constantly. I'm assuming as we record this on Thursday morning, you are watching the the screen to see if the huge bets come in for this weekend's NFL games. And true or false, are you adjusting lines as we're talking? Uh, we do the vast majority of our discussion on a Wednesday evening. Um, the reason we do it on a Wednesday evening is because our, a couple of our NFL head traders are, are actually based in Melbourne in Australia. So we do it uh, at about 6 p.m. Eastern on a, on a Wednesday evening. And then you'll see us kind of formalize our opinion in our lines where, where we don't have an opinion, we'll stick with the market. And where we do, we'll be slightly off kilter uh, versus what the consensus line is. And gradually, I think, yeah, between there, as we learn more through either injury reports on a Thursday or a Friday, uh, through bets that we see from sharp bettors or bettors we we respect, we, we refine our lines constantly from there, I guess. So you guys say when you have an opinion on a game, give us an example. Was anyone pounding the table this week for a strong opinion on anything on the board, whether it's maybe the Vikings, who uh, I like a lot and are, are going up, maybe the Texans I'm seeing money. Was anybody pounding the, t- the table opinion-wise? I think there's a couple that were a decent bit off market in terms of where our number was. I know that uh, Tennessee was one that we were six on. The market opened at three and a half. I think it's at four and a half right now. We're pretty heavily juiced at that number towards Tennessee just because we thought it should be, you know, a decent bit higher than where it opened. I know Jacksonville come off the 10-day rest uh, and we know that Tennessee been super disappointing, but Derek Henry might go for a thousand yards in that game. And, you know, we, 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 we just thought that was a little bit, uh, a little bit off, off market. So we're aggressive on that one, trying to find another one. I know there was another one we were looking at earlier. I think San Francisco, Arizona is the other one. Uh, we only made that line three and a half, uh, so we'll be staying low on on the market and on San Francisco. Hard to believe that's all the way up to five and a half. The sharp betters and the public alike out there who like Arizona this season, Jason, 
uh, have done really well. And I've no doubt that some yeah. of that is reinvestment. So pretty big move there, just a little bit high. And I know we've got probably Trey Lance. So uh, he's a bit of a downgrade for us and still could only get it. Uh, to three and a half from Jimmy G. So it's hard to understand why this game should be at five and a half for us. Yeah, that that's interesting because that this is a game I, you know, I bet Arizona Sunday night as soon as I saw some of the stuff come out. And, you know, I didn't expect it to go this high. But, I mean, John, we're talking about a guy with, how many passes has Trey Lance thrown? Like 30 in the NFL and his left tackle, Trent Williams, may not be there um, against, I guess, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. But all that is baked into the line. That's the thing everybody loves to say. It's baked into the line. But how? why do you think these sharp betters are hammering Arizona here? Um, I don't really know. I, like, we lean heavily on our priors, and maybe our priors haven't caught up with the Cardinals' um, progression this season. I think they've been in some pretty good, favorable spots, if I'm honest. I think some of the defenses that they've come up against, uh, maybe not as challenging as San Francisco, I think, Matchup-wise, San Francisco, I think, held them to 12 or 13 points last year when they were arguably more hurt than they are now. So I think schematically, coaching-wise, I think San Francisco can do a bit of a job in Arizona. And I think Arizona are one of those teams, when everything goes their way, they look good. They put up a rack of points. They move the ball quickly. They run it well. Um, they pass it well. And Kyler's obviously a demon on his, on his feet. So I think they can be overly impressive sometimes. I think we saw the same with them in spots last year. And and these bigger games come around and they, you know, they give away a lot of offensive penalties. I think their number one penalized offensive team in the league as well. So those sort of things can hurt you when you're trying to drive on a team like San Francisco. And so let's go back to Tennessee. I am curious if, what do you guys make of the Urban Meyer stuff? I know it's silly. It's nonsense. We don't really care about the video. We don't care about him staying, but how do you approach the whole, has he lost the team? Uh, Jacksonville stinks. They're winless. This feels like their season on the line here. They, they go to 0-5. It's over. Some would already say it's over for them, John. But I don't know. This division's really bad. A win here, you know, a rally round the coach deal. Jacksonville is firmly in the mix in this division, which is really awful. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got Jacksonville have a lot to play for, right? Trevor Lawrence has a lot to play for. He needs those reps. He needs, you know, progression. I think we saw some of that from him last week against Cincinnati. I thought he was better there. I thought the overall team were better. Yeah, they coughed it up when they probably should have won the game. Um, but I do think that, you know, it's not a, a season to consign to the bin just yet. Uh, I think the Urban Meyer stuff, from my perspective, Jason, really something we can't pay any attention to. I think it's a little reflective of maybe how how what sort of a leader he is maybe and how that player uh, you know impacts the team and what their opinion of it is. But I think they're all questions and ponderables that we'll never know the answer to. So we're better off just sticking to the facts, sticking to our numbers, and I think the rest of that stuff averages out over time when it comes to off the field stuff that we just can never quantify. Uh, to go back to the word priors, so Arizona last year in the first half of the season with a healthy Kyler was, I believe, seven and two or seven and three, leading the division. Then he had the injuries, and it was clear he wasn't the same dude. How do you rectify the priors on Arizona from healthy Kyler, good early in the season, to not healthy in the second half, and obviously not remotely the same player? Plus the additions they made in the off season to, to get some veteran leadership in a locker room for a team that kind of struggled in one score games with their coach. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think Kyler Murray's injury is hard to quantify. Again, we'll just never know how really badly hurt he was. Was it a combination of, you know, the start that they had and more film around, you know, allowing DCs to, you know, come up with better plans for how they managed to contain him. Um, or was he genuinely Im- impacted so heavily due to the injury that his performance le- levels dropped significantly? And I think, again, to go back to the earlier points, it's very, very hard for us to know what exactly the truth is. Uh, we look at the balance of performance overall, assess that on a week-to-week basis. Of course, we'll allow for injury if we believe he was injured. And I think there's no doubt in certain scenarios he really, really was. So I think that's all accounted for when we come to our rating at the start of the season. For me, somebody in the marketplace, be it a sharp better or a lot of publics, just seem to have the Cardinals rated higher than you could ever have them rated um, at the start of the season. This game probably was like a pick at the start of the year. Oh, um, So five and a half points for the performance levels of the two teams, including Trey Lance. It seems like mm-hmm. a lot to us. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, what is the move from Teddy Bridgewater out with a concussion, likely out this week, to Drew Locke? who looked 
pretty abysmal in the second half against Baltimore last week. And now he faces a Pittsburgh defense that has a healthy TJ Watt. Yeah, I mean, we're uh, looking at him trending out. out. We have the game as the Steelers as a one and a half point favorite. So I think what, there's no question with Teddy in here, you're probably talking Denver as favorites, I think. Maybe not by a lot. So you're talking somewhere in the realms of, I would say, probably two point drop off for Teddy. I don't know that necessarily their ability um, deserves that two points, but I think Bridgewater has done really well, not here, but in previous uh, organizations when he's come in to just, you know, he, he's really, really efficient and he runs the offense in a smart way. I think he's he's reliable. He's not flashy. He's never going to give you elite quarterback play, but he's definitely very, very solid. And I think Drew Locke is a drop off from that somewhere in the realms of two points. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian-trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, Sticking with quarterbacks, John. So the Baker Mayfield stuff is interesting. He was pretty awful, right? No, No Jarvis Landry. He was awful. Missed a lot of throws against Minnesota. Then he goes on like Instagram and says all this stuff. And now it comes out on Thursday that, oh, he has a non uh, throwing shoulder labrum injury. He's fine. He's going to play. But, John, any adjustments on your end to the Baker Mayfield uh, shoulder injury news? Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield hurt his shoulder two weeks ago. We all saw it. He had to be, you know, carried off or not carried off. He walked off his own power and had it pop back in. So, he said he was fine. I, I remember hearing his him speak as he came back out on the sideline in the middle of that game. And yeah, I, I think there's maybe some lack of understanding that Baker Mayfield is a really average quarterback in the NFL. We've seen 
glimpses of him be very good. But from my money, he's got really talented players around him, probably on both sides of the ball. Okay, he's missing some of his receivers this year with injury, and we haven't seen OBJ back in full form yet. So for me, you know, he makes bad decisions when he's under pressure. Everybody knows that. He knows it. I think some of the frustration has been borne out by what you've seen this this week. It doesn't move our numbers a lot. We'll still have him as an average quarterback and we'll still have Cleveland uh, rated where we have them rated. I think, like you said, he'll play. I think he'll be proficient. I think he'll be uh, unimpacted by the injury. Um, but I don't trust him to make all the right decisions. That said, um, we can't make this line anything other than pick him. Pretty surprised by the move towards the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. I think that's a team that have faced weak defences and now you come in against the Browns uh, D that has been pretty good and, and comes in in good form. And I think if the Browns can move the ball effectively, which in, you know, in, in certain spots and drives, Vegas could. And I don't see any reason why the Browns can't. So for us, that's, that's yeah. another one that we'll be favoring Cleveland quite heavily. That's one of those weird ones. If you, I don't know how much you value the football outsiders DVOA, but they have the Browns as number four overall, and the Chargers are down at 14. That's a pretty big disconnect, and the public obviously gravitating toward Chargers, who they just saw Monday night take down the undefeated Raiders. But yeah, I thought the Browns were the side here, but it's is this big professional money or just public money on the Chargers so far? I would say it was probably... Um kicked off by probably a sharp bet in the market. We haven't seen a whole lot of sharp action on the game ourselves, but um, in a game that opened minus one and a half when we were zero before we'd sat down and had our discussion, not a game we wanted to uh, necessarily have an opening opinion on. So um, mm-hmm. I would say started off probably by a sharp move, move at a point, uh, half a point, and then I think we've seen some public money on the charges for the reasons that you mentioned. Everybody's in love with Justin Herbert and there's no reason they shouldn't be. Yeah. I just don't think the Chargers are maybe as good as recent performances indicate, and I don't think the Browns are as bad as they've looked the last couple of weeks either. Well, I'd agree. Now, um, I think you said the phrase something along the lines of like being early to the market on a move. Um, could you clarify that? And, you know, John, I think a lot of people out there are wondering, like, what's the value for you guys in being early on a market move? Um, yeah, look, I, I think... A, so from our perspective, we go up early and when we go up early, you've less confidence in where the market is. It's less formed, there's mm-hmm. less uh, liquidity gone through it. So for that reason, it's likely to be a little bit more inefficient at the numbers that are hung. Uh, our aim is to put the right number as early as we can to every game. And, you know, if we believe that, for example, the Titans are a six-point favourite, uh, the market opened three and a half, it's already gone to four and a half. So we would have been quick to move in that game, particularly when we look at our numbers and say, this game says it's more like six. Uh, and then after Wednesday evening, we take our opinion and kind of confirm it, get everybody's alignment, and then we're more aggressive in how we how we do that. But effectively, nobody likes to lay a bad number. We want to be quick to <laughs> we want to be quick to make those moves and, and be aggressive in our opinions. And uh, has there been a, a week yet this year where you guys have kind of been hurt versus cleaning up? And I know you don't want to make it sound like you know the public's losing their shirt here, but we are a, a little over a quarter into the season. How has it gone for you guys so far? Are you 4-0 each week winning money, or has there been any week where you guys have taken hits? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I'm here to report we're 4-0. and It's been really good oh. so far. Um, you know, I, I speak a lot. I, I'm not a fan of winning at an aggressive rate in the NFL. I want people to have a good experience. And sure, we're all here to yeah. make money, money, but, you know, I think products like Same Game Parlay that we have, I think... You know, people who have a winning experience with that early on probably stick with it a lot longer than if they have a losing one. And so far, that's been pretty tough. I think a couple of the initial uh, primetime games overs helped the public. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it's been pretty bad news. The dogs were strong last week, as we all know. And mm-hmm. seeing some money for the likes of the Bengals this week as well, a plus three and a half mm-hmm. in a spot where a lot of people will obviously take Green Bay. They're the sort of warning games I would have for people as well. But yeah, it's been it's been a tough start for the public. And you know, I hope hopefully they turn around and manage to get a couple of winning weeks and we get back to more balance. And I ask that because I I mean, and you don't have to give me exact numbers, but have you seen handles slowly drop off? Everybody and their mom is betting week one. And then, you know, you lose a little bit on week one, maybe you, you bet less on week two. Are you seeing a stark decline from week one to uh, last week? 
Uh, not necessarily a start. One and okay. two were very strong. Week three was a little slower, and I kind of put it down to that reason. You're right. Like, everybody's been waiting so long for football in week one and two that, you know, everybody and their dog is wagering on it. Um, and then, yeah, if you continue to lose, you're obviously going to invest less. Uh, so people uh, are worried about it from that perspective. But, you know, football is strong. You've got a you know narrative that we had last Monday night with Tom Brady and... Um, Going back to New England, that was our highest uh, turnover game of the season. Uh, obviously, heavily lopsided towards uh, Brady in the box. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think demand's still there. We're, we're not worried yet, Jason. But yeah, I wouldn't mind the public having a winning week and getting some money back in the ecosystem. <laughs> the whole "we're not worried yet" is funny because you're talking about we need to lose. We need you guys to win and do better. And and it's just tough to to reconcile that. Like that's odd. But um, it's interesting. You said the. Uh, Brady-Belichick split was massive. Uh, I had seen some ridiculous numbers like 90% were on Brady. Um, I am curious, 80-20 historically uh, has been an interesting split. When 80% or more are on one side, go take the other. How have those 80-20 bins this season? And have you seen a lot of them? Um, Yeah, I think there's obviously, like what we generally see, Jason, is a trend from top to bottom of uh, good versus bad. So the most heavily bet teams are the, are the good teams and the, the the least amount of bets are taken on the bad teams. That's perfectly understandable. I, I get it. It makes perfect sense. And when you get a matchup of good and bad, public tend to just bet the good team, regardless of necessarily being um, driven by what that number is. We see, mm-hmm. you know, I remember New England against Miami two years ago, the look ahead was minus 20 and a half or something. And we were still seeing a majority of bets at that number on New England to cover when Brady was still there. So, yeah, they're they're not unusual. We have we get them every week. There's always a team there that's a big favorite. I think Minnesota this week probably one where we'll be heavily uh, biased towards Minnesota. I think we've won enough of those battles this season though, um, to make sure that we're still in front, <laughs> like the overall position. Jeez, uh, it, is anybody betting the Houston Texans at this point? Not really. I mean, the Houston yeah. Texans, like we, we tend to have a predominant, like I said, good to bad anyway, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly a little bit of a bias towards our footprint on the on the west coast or on the east coast, sorry. So um, Houston down there in Texas, not winning very many football games, not necessarily with a quarterback that anyone has a whole lot of respect for in terms of ability. Yeah, nobody's going to be betting the Houston Texans. So one of the things I did last week, I had you know probably my best weekend in about three years. I took the teams that were garbage, the Jets, the Giants. Um, I took Washington. And then I, you know, I took Kansas City or whatever. But it, you know, all four, four of those teams that I bet had lost the week prior. And again, I'm, it, there's no like trend toward taking a team off a loss. But I don't know. It, is there something to the public just saw X dominate? They're going to back them again. Or for instance, Arizona. And by that idea, you should look closer at, if anything, avoiding Arizona. Does that apply to a team like the Vikings who looked awful last week, seven points at home, nothing after the first drive? Is the public really going to come in on the Vikings against a team like the Lions who are fighting hard and covered in the opening week, if you got the right number, definitely covered in the first half against the Packers and and, and have kind of been in the mix of some games? Um, Yeah, I think it more comes down to the idea that off short sample sizes in three or four weeks, people tend to overestimate how good or bad teams are. Um, like I said, that's the main reason we rely on our priors. And I think as a result, you get potentially some inflated numbers on some of the perceived worst teams because nobody's betting them, number one, they're deserting them. They're all piling in on the other side. And you can tend to find value, particularly early on, before we build out a data set of what the capabilities are of the, te- of the teams are uh, on those kind of, yucky teams that nobody wants to bet on. I remember betting Atlanta against Tampa Bay earlier in the year for exactly that reason and probably yeah. pretty unlucky not to cover that spread that day as well. So, yeah, I think I think that's the reason for it. And, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, I absolutely wouldn't put people off looking at that as an angle, particularly early on in the season. Yeah. Uh, all right, so two, just two more teams. The New York Giants, who uh, have a bad quarterback and a bad coach but always cover on the road, are taking money in Dallas and Dallas, we know, is a public team. Uh, they're talked about on TV all the time. I think they f- might be 4-0 against the spread this year. 
and uh, the, the big money's coming in on the Giants, I would assume, because the line's moving their way. What are you seeing on that game from a, a public perspective? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure that the Giants have a bad quarterback. I am a Giants fan. Ah. I think he needs. I think he's been really good in a couple of games this season. And uh, I, I like his poise. I like his arm. Yeah, he cops it up a little too often, but I don't know that that's necessarily all on him. Um, this has been a really bad matchup for the Lions the last few years. Dallas have given them a pretty good beating every time I've watched this game, and I, I don't know that I expect a whole lot different this. At this time around, the offense for Dallas is really rolling. They've been excellent all season long. Defensively, they're a little weak. Um, Trayvon Diggs has kind of masked a little bit of that. I'm sure he'll be hunting the ball against the Giants again this week and may well very find himself catching another uh, interception. Uh, the game is gone. We were six. It opened seven and a half. I think it's ticked down to seven right now. Uh, I expect to see the huge public demand for Dallas. I think offensively, the number of points they're putting up the way they're playing will be enough to ensure that we see uh, all that money mm. for Dallas again. And John, we'll wrap up with the game of the week. Uh, probably the best matchup uh, of the early season for AFC supremacy, Bills and Chiefs. I, I'm shocked people are coming in on the Bills here. I, I've seen some two and a halves. Have you guys gone to two and a half? I, I kind of sort of love Kansas City here. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I agree with you. Uh, we made this 3.3 in Kansas's favor. So the other side of the field goal, obviously significant. Uh, we'll look to be bottom of the market, so the best price we can be on Buffalo. I think we're pretty heavily juiced um, on Kansas right now. Um, I like the Chiefs. I, I think this is a big overreaction. They've had their number the last couple mm -hmm. of seasons. I think Spagnolo does a good job coming up with defensive schemes in these big games to maybe mask how weak that secondary really is. I think they've been really bad offense or defensively, the Chiefs, this season. I think that's why you're seeing... Uh, Buffalo be the, the public side so far or at least see some of that money come in on them because you know they've put up some big points um, and everybody sees the susceptibility in the Chiefs defense so I think I understand why the money's coming I'm not sure that I agree with it though yeah and that is the Sunday night game and as you said you were loaded up on Belichick Brady last week so we're shaping up with another one where the public is all over Buffalo Sunday night football, hoping to close out teasers, <laughs> chase game Sunday night. Um, I don't know, John. I have a feeling you could go five and zero this week <laughs> after five five weeks in the NFL. Oh man, yeah. There's a lot of games here. I thought this was a tough slate. Uh, I think I highlighted the ones that were of, of main interest to us. I think that Sunday night game could come down to points, and uh, you know, really, really high totals. It went as high as fifty seven. I think it's fifty six and a half right now. You know, the public might be able to get a lot of. Uh, winning bets without necessarily having to get the right um, side in the game. Yeah. All right, uh, John, uh, any final words on, on the overall gambling industry? I know you are a Titan. You're getting invited to all these big shindigs. Hell, you might be running everything here in gambling <laughs> in America pretty shortly. Uh, overall, though, are you having fun in America? I know you guys just got here a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's been awesome so far. You know, three years down now, it's been far bigger, uh, both from a business perspective and an opportunity perspective than I could have ever hoped for. And yeah, I'm just excited by where it goes. We continue to work hard to make it better for everybody. And I think that's a key part of our responsibility, not just customers, but working with regulators and market access partners to make sure that, you know, we're the number one sports book in the country. And that's the fundamental goal. And like I said, I think we've done a good job so far. We have a lot of stuff to improve on, but yeah, I'm just excited by U.S. sports in general. I think a part of that is, yeah. is betting, and uh, it's good that it's finally starting to roll out across the country, and hopefully we're in many more states next year. All right, John. Uh, great stuff as usual. Uh, good luck <laughs> this weekend to gamblers, yeah. not to you, obviously. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great stuff from John Sheeran. Good guy, intelligent guy, really actionable info, and you'd love to see it. Um, are you ready for my best bets? I will say without a doubt I'm feeling better on NFL than college this week. I gave out Cincinnati last week in college, and that was my easy winner. After that, it was a little spotty. Ole Miss didn't really come through. The, the Georgia under was an easy winner. This week, it's I feel like the slate's not as good, and I'm not as locked in. Also, baseball postseason, uh, your boy's in a soccer tournament. Yeah, that's me. Uh, just a lot going on this weekend. So the Saturday college slate not being great helps. I did take a nibble on Oklahoma 
uh, favored by three against Texas in the Red River, let's just call it the Red River game, uh, shootout, showdown, whatever you want to call it, rivalry. Uh, Oklahoma by three, but I hate Oklahoma this year. They they can't beat anybody 0-4 against the spread against FBS teams. Like, I don't love it. I just, I can see Oklahoma finally showing here. That is, so that's why I'm not taking Texas. By the way, Texas's defense is, is bad. But I think Sark is going to have a chance to win this. So um, I, I will take Oklahoma by three, but not confident at all. I like Ole Miss to bounce back against Arkansas. I took Ole Miss favored by six. I think my bet of the weekend is probably Iowa favored by two against Penn State. I, this Iowa team, I know a lot of people think they're fraudulent because the offense just doesn't hasn't done anything, but the offense hasn't had to do anything because the defense is so damn good. Why would you risk anything when your defense is just locking people down and giving you great field position? I, I like Iowa favored by two against Penn State. I know uh, some Penn State folks back from my neck of the woods in PA listening to the pod. Shout out to y'all. Uh, Bucks County represent. And uh, Penn State, you know, they're good this year, but they're not great. That win over Wisconsin doesn't look that great. The win over Auburn's like, eh, Auburn, eh. Iowa's actually played a tougher strength of schedule. And I, I took Iowa favor by two. That's my biggest bet of the weekend in college football. I, this this one I don't love. I took A&M getting 17 and a half against Bama. Another one I don't love, Jimbo Fisher, just such a phony in any big game, uh, dating back to his FSU days. I mean, you could look at that FSU title he had with Jameis Winston, by the way, the number that I recall is tw- all 22 of the starters, offensive defense, had a cup of coffee in the NFL. I think something ridiculous like 18 or 19 were drafted, but every single offensive starter from that one team had uh, some sort of play in the NFL. Some might have been practice squad called up, but that team was so stacked. And outside of that, Jimbo's always lost the big games. I do think he covers against Saban here. Um at home in College Station should be a good scene. And the last one is um, reluctantly Georgia by sixteen, favored by sixteen at Auburn. Yikes! So that's not a great slate. Let's get to the NFL again. Last weekend was probably my best gambling weekend in the NFL in three years. Four and one in the four million dollar contest. So I'm kind of back in that. This one is a tougher slate. Now, one thing I'm going to say, and we, if you listen to the interview with Sheeran and the other guys earlier this week. There is some value in taking teams off losses, obviously, because nobody wants to bet them. The public remembers what they just last saw. So they're going to gravitate toward the Chargers looked awesome on Monday Night Football. I'm going to take the Chargers. How are they only favored by two over the Browns? I'm not going to, I would give out the Browns a little down the list. I'm a little bit off them. It seems like a lot of money I respect. People I, I that, you know, I see on social media who I'm like, oh, they have good Insight and takes, they like the Chargers. I lean toward the Browns here, getting two. I love them in a teaser leg. And, you know, you take that up to nine through three and seven. That's That feels good. The Chargers, as much as we love the Chargers, let's remember, struggled to barely beat Washington in the opener. Lost to the Cowboys. You know, they, they look good against the Raiders, but again, it, it's the Raiders. That, I know they were 3-0. and I, I don't know. I took the Browns getting two, but it's not it's not one of my best. My I would say my three best, biggest bets are the Vikings. I got it at eight, eight and a half and nine, and now it's touching 10 this morning, which is a little scary. Divisional matchup. Just check the Lions injury report. Panay Sewell, the rookie, may not even be able to play this weekend. I know you're thinking, oh, he's not that great. Their center... And their uh, other tackle are out. So they could be down three starting offensive linemen against a Vikings team coming off a loss with Anthony Barr coming back off the edge. I I think Minnesota kind of opens up a can here on a Lions team. Remember, what is Goff not like? Pressure. Three offensive linemen down. He's going to be filled to pressure. I would assume that Minnesota moves the ball easily. Of course, when you're at 10, there's always a chance for a backdoor cover, which is scary, especially in a divisional matchup. But a good number for you, Mike Zimmer, 32-15 and 15 against the spread off a loss in his career. Crunch the numbers. That's pretty good. I'm not a trend guy. Just I toss out some trends because they're interesting. So Minnesota, I like a lot. Folks, you just heard Sheeran, okay? I don't see how you can't bet Kansas City at 2.5. You have to take Kansas City at 2.5. Less than a field goal at home with Mahomes, with Reed, against a Buffalo team. And I and I jotted down the quarterbacks that Buffalo Bills have faced. I know they have two shutouts. They look great. They faced a washed Ben Roethlisberger, Jacoby Brissett. Remember, he came in for the injured Tua like in one or two series. 
Taylor Heineke in his first career road start and Davis Mills, who's a rookie, in his first road start. You face those guys. You feel confident. Now you're facing Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if Josh Gordon's going to suit up. There's some chatter he may play. But again, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, these guys murdered the Bills in the AFC title game. I don't know what changes. The Bills haven't done anything dramatically different. These are mostly the same squads. I know the Chiefs' OL is is a little different than it was in the AFC title game when it was injured. And the Buffalo defensive line's a little bit better. But I've, I've got to take Mahomes here. And at two and a half, I just love it. I absolutely love it. So the Chiefs, the Vikings, and the third one, this pains me to say, Cincinnati Bengals. And I got a buddy, another guy back from Pennsylvania, who is a huge Bengals fan. And he always is messaging me uh, in the DMs on the gram about, oh, come on, Jay, you know the Bengals are going to let down. You know it's coming. And Yeah, I know. What Historically, last 20 years, that's what they do. But... I just look at the matchups and I see no Jair Alexander for the Packers. If he doesn't play, you're looking at who uh, the rookie starting on the outside and Kevin King, the the human uh, turnstile at the other cornerback, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. I don't know if Higgins is going to be a go. I don't know that it matters. I can see the Bengals just keeping up all day. And I know Mixon may not play. That's fine. But we're talking about a Packers team that's struggling without one of the Smith brothers in the pass rush. Everything I look at here for the Bengals says they're going to score. So, you know, I gave out the over earlier this week. The Green Bay defense is so desperate, I think they went and signed Jalen Smith from the Cowboys, who they just dropped. And just one reminder about this overrated Packers defense. Here are the quarterbacks they faced. Jameis Winston in, in that game where he didn't have to do anything, but he still had, I think, five TDs and 148 yards passing. Then they faced Jared Goff. They faced Jimmy Garoppolo. And they faced Ben Roethlisberger. Hello, Joe Burrow. I know you guys might not want to hear. Joe Burrow's already better than all those guys. And if you want to doubt me and say, Jason, you're crazy. I can't believe this. What metrics would you like to use? Oh, let's go to pro football focus. Again, not the end all be all. Goff, Garoppolo, Roethlisberger, Jameis. None have graded out among the top 25 according to pro football focus. Joe Burrow is sixth. And again, we could say, well, Burrow hasn't looked good. What did he do against the Jags in the first half? Okay, fair, fair enough. Where was Burrow on the road in Chicago? What did he do? Okay, that's fine. Green Bay has a poor defense. Joe Burrow is going to light them up. And again, no Jair Alexander. I, I like him to Kang tough. It, it probably feels like a tie game. A minute left, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball and goes down and wins it, right? That's probably what happens. But if you can find a three and a half out there in the market, you got to grab it. Now, you might not be able to find one at this point. So much professional money has got it at three, and you may even see a two and a half. I am on the Bengals. I, listen, I bet it early in the week. I'm probably going to end the contest. It's only three. Uh, I, I would say the Bengals are my third favorite choice. They get the vote narrowly, and this one may surprise you, over the New Orleans Saints. Yes. I, I'm finally betting on them. I've faded them multiple times this year. I, I do not like the Saints this year. It's more of a play against Washington. And, and uh, you know, I got a number here. That Sean Payton, you know, a really, really good coach. I don't know if he's one of the best coaches in the league without Drew Brees. He's still got something to prove, right? You lose a Hall of Fame quarterback, what can you do? That being said, Sean Payton really delivers off of a loss. 16-6 and six, last five years against a spread after a loss. Now, how many of those are with Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, how many are with Jameis Winston? How many are with Drew Brees, the Hall of Famer? We'd have to drill down further. But bottom line is Peyton is a really damn good coach. And if you remember, they went to New England this year off of a loss and beat Belichick head-to-head. Mostly with the defense. I know facing a rookie quarterback, but what, Taylor Heineke is awesome? Because he sh- came back to beat the Falcons in a luck box win for me last week? Like, I, I Taylor Heineke's fun. I joke that he's Matt Saracen, QB1 from Friday Night Lights. But the reality is Taylor Heineke is like, okay, at best. I mean, is he like Ryan Fitzpatrick light? You know, when there's no pressure at all, yeah, he can deliver. In a big spot, Taylor Heineke ain't getting it done. And I would anticipate a New Orleans defense that got reamed out in the film room this week after Danny Dimes beat him on two 50-yard touchdown passes. Does Washington have the playmakers for that? I don't quite think J.D. McKissick, who can scoot, is on the same level as Saquon Barkley. Kenny Galladay... 
Well, actually, Terry McLaurin's really good. <laughs> Terry McLaurin's good. And uh, my my son has him on his fantasy team. Washington's good. I just, if I'm getting the Saints at two on the road, I don't think there's really a home court of, uh, home field advantage for Washington. So, yeah, I, I've got to ride New Orleans there. Um, after that, though, it's slim pickings. Uh, just looking at some of these lines, like, I love the Panthers, but a, a lot of money coming in on the Eagles. It's like, I don't think that's public money. That's That's real money. I'm looking at the Tennessee Titans. You know I have a love-hate relationship, mostly hate with that team. And I can't I, – I, it's tough for me to pull the trigger on them if there's no Brown or Julio Jones. And you guys know I talked about it. I, I think Jacksonville's live this week, so I can't really go to Tennessee. The real tough one is the Chicago Bears because I looked at that injury report yesterday. No Akeem Hicks, no Khalil Mack. If they're not playing, do you have to take the Raiders? But at the same time, should the Raiders be favored by five and a half over anybody? They beat the Ravens as an underdog. They beat the Steelers as an underdog. They, who'd they beat in their third game? I don't remember who. Oh, they, they beat Miami as a favorite but did not cover. So I can see the Raiders just dicking around, screwing around, and you know basically fumbling this. And not covering the spread. So it's a big number. I'm, I'm a little reluctant to fire on that. I like Dallas a lot. That's probably going to end up as a play. It's just too many people on the Giants. Too many squares. Too many people are like, oh, you got to take the Giants on the road. Like, If everybody's talking about a dog, then it's probably a public dog and you want to avoid them. I like Just too many people saying all the Giants stuff. Danny Dimes on the road. Like We, we were talking about this weeks ago. Danny Dimes on the road, right? Last week, we were all over it. Now, everybody else is on it. You kind of got to jump off. So, I don't know, guys. Those are some of my best bets here in the NFL. I, If you're looking at teasers, New England Patriots and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, under three, along with the Vikings, which one of those guys is losing outright or almost losing altogether? Vikings at home. Patriots on the road can be risky, like a rookie quarterback favored by eight or nine on the road. That's insanity to me. But... Belichick against a rookie quarterback. I cannot see them losing that. And then Miami-Tampa is interesting because I, I almost talked myself into Miami getting 10. If you look at the Bucks injury report, like their entire starting secondary is out. It's crazy. Every starter, including Winfield, from week one in the secondary looks like they're not going to play this week. And like I know, can Joby, Jacoby Brissett take advantage? Well, <laughs> Can he? I don't. I am not so sure he can. Uh, Jaco- We're talking about Jacoby Brissett, and if the pass rush gets to him, and Miami's offensive line is spotty, you know this could be another bloodbath, like when the Buffalo Bills went in, uh, or Buffalo Bills went into Miami, and it's like Jacoby Brissett, like you can handle the Oakland Raiders. Uh, sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders one man pass rush. Can you handle the Bucks front four, which can be dominant, and Bowles in his blitzing, like? I just don't know if I can trust Brissett, so that's kind of a tough one for me to swallow. But um, guys, this is an exciting weekend. If I do well again, I'm going to probably be insufferable on uh, on Monday. No, I'll be insufferable anyway. Have a good weekend, everybody. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. 
an ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian-trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High-quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.